Buenos Nachos Amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of How You Juku, your East Asian pop culture podcast. To to end all East Asian pop culture podcast, no, not really. We're just, we're just here, just hanging out, talk about East Asian pop culture. A couple of guys from the East Coast of the United States. I'm Petey Rave. Here with me is my tag team partner, my partner in crime, my right hand man, my left hand side, Brandon Cooper, aka King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? I'm doing well. <laughs> we're, we're here. We're here to talk about music, talk about East Asian pop culture. We've been away for a little bit. We took, oh, and we're, yeah. <laughs> you know, it happens. Uh, we've, we've had, I mean, we had, I, we had a lot of things come up. Yeah. We had, I had TwitchCon, like, I also had work. Had some travel, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but Went we're back. to the woods for a while to find <laughs> myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shit happens, yeah. man. Yeah. Growing yeah. a beard. Yeah. The beard life. Gotta make sure yeah, man, I'm going, I'm going for the beard life. The Yeah, so, so uh, this has nothing to do with K-pop, uh, but, like, it's a hard life because... Yeah. Uh, all the shit I read is just like literally just wash it and don't touch it. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah. yep, I'll wash it and don't touch it. You're yeah. going to look like a wolf man some days and some days it'll look good. But other than that, wash it and don't touch it. Just roll the dice, man. Uh, you got to <laughs> wash that shit. Otherwise it starts to get itchy. It's just, it's just yeah. an unpleasant thing. But as long as you wash it, it'll, 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 it'll treat you right. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> Aside from our facial hair journeys, uh, we're also t- going to talk about East Asian pop culture, music, and such. We also yeah. talk. We talk about as we, you know, we do every, every episode. We talk about what's new, what's caught our attention since we last gathered. Uh, one big release that you're going to start us off with. Uh, it's a big release. We we talked about. We we had our own little like special. Haley Juku talks about this group uh, in anticipation of this release. Uh, what, what, what's going on? What's what's that? What's that new release? Uh, so that new release is Super M, um, our new our new super group, um, coming out of SM uh, with their song Jopping. So this group literally is is kind of your your Power Rangers of the of the yeah. mostly because I have on a Power Rangers T shirt. Um, yeah. Is your your brought together super group from SM to kind of try to (laughs) to try to compete with monster X and the monster that is BTS um, in a sense. Uh, And I think this is kind of a a good first showing from them. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I also kind of had my doubts with this song at first, but I've, I've listened to it a couple times and I think it is a very, very good, like first song from them. It kind of, sets it off strong i kind of almost thought i wanted an introduction track at first but then it was like well you kind of it's kind of one of those things where you already know who they all are it's a it's a a kind of an avengers thing yeah it's kind of like that and it's definitely the effort is to even if you don't know who they are they're gonna sell it to you like you should know who they are like you, you you already know who these people are you yeah you, you do like no i kind of don't no no you you already know you're you already know it's it's okay they're already a big deal <laughs> uh <laughs> and I, I think yeah i think this track is good i i will say like the, my big thing is like i'm not in love with it but i yeah. think it's good uh there are parts <laughs> of i wish i had more like i wish i had more of a chorus uh but but there's definitely yeah. a lot good like i wish i had that chorus at all all he has is pre-chorus <laughs> like and then like you that moment you're waiting for like either like a chorus or like a like maybe even an instrumental drop where they just like say we chop in over and over again it's just kind of like oh here's the next verse it's like but eh, it's good yeah like i am um, it, it's definitely meant to kind of be a like kind of big stadium kind of track yeah um it's definitely a concert track, if anything. And I think that's a good thing to do 
as, as kind of your first showing is to kind of put out like a concert track um, because you want it to kind of live and die on the performance. Right. So that's why the, sh the, the faces are shown very well. The dancing is shown very well in this video um, because you, you want them to show that they perform well because you want people to come out and see them. And then like yeah. you kind of want to then live on the music, which I think SM can do relatively, relatively well. So yeah. I'm ex I think this has put me in a good sense of excitement for this group. I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm cautiously optimistic I think this song it's good I there's a lot of good things apart about it but it's not great I I don't know if it has sold me on the group but the thing is I've all I'm coming in this even without this track I am optimistic overall about the group at least a little yeah. bit so this didn't really like stop that uh but i, I, yeah. I mean i have i have i have i have we're gonna have i'll, I'll have other thoughts about the the group's path and <laughs> their plans when we talk about the the first headline later on the b b block but i think this song like i said it's i i, I there's things that i wish it had more of but i i think overall is good i think definitely the other the thing that i uh, I feel is that it's definitely not as bad as people were making it out to be based yeah, off of yeah. leaks. When when the leaks happened and people were talking about the leaks, you'd swear this was the hottest mess. Like, it's like, I'm like, I get that it's not, you know, it, and like I said, it's not great. And, and I get that there's parts of it where you maybe are lacking, but it's definitely not like the way people were making it out. People were wanting to believe it was i think before they even heard the leak <laughs> like honestly yeah. like not to make I, it I, conspiratorial I we're in this but. era where where we, we always talk about we always talk about the can do no wrong right and and bts is at the level where they can do no wrong musically right um but everyone else can right so if you're not on par to the the outer fandom of K-pop, um, the people who aren't going to give you a chance per se, right? If if you aren't on par with what they think you should sound like, which right now they think you should sound like BTS, if you're not on par with that, then you're doing wrong. And and I think that's kind of the the thing, right? Whereas like right now, Monster X and BTS have a very similar sound. Um, so that I think that's why Monster X can can is getting close for a lot of people and, and starting to come up into a lot of people's mythos as, as like another boy group to pay attention to. But I think yeah. anybody else who's who's not on that same sound wave is like, nah, it's garbage, it's trash. Ah, get it yeah. out of here. You know, yeah, at least for at least for some people. And I think for for others, it's also just when something isn't isn't good, the the the, the like wanted the eagerness to just trash anything. <laughs> just to, just the eagerness to trash bad music yeah uh -huh. um, let's uh make yeah. some uh take anything that could be bad music and want them like all right here's my chance to make my jokes you know <laughs> like here's my chance to like pull out my uh, bad music reaction gifts and stuff like that so there's a little bit of that but overall it's a good song not great but it makes me optimistic i think that there's better songs on the mini uh I think overall and tonally and like composition wise, but eh, it's a good introduction and it's going to be perfect for their tours, which we're going to be talking mm -hmm. about uh, later on. Uh, but moving on, okay. moving on from there. Uh, so Zico has put out a couple of tracks on kind of his, his comeback as, as we like to say here in, in the K-pop realm. Um, I'm featuring two of them right now. Um, so one of them is a song called Human, uh, which is kind of more R&B-ish, uh, I want to say. More, more ballad. Not, more ballady, yeah. Um, I like it. I, I think it's really good. Um, uh, I kind of like the sound of it. it and I, I it kind of always makes me forget that Zico can sing really well. Um, so And, and it, it kind of has like this kind of emotional ring to it. Uh, as does the video. The video has like a very like high visual concept. Um, 
and and Zico also has a thing for goats all of a sudden in all these yeah. videos there's a, there's a goat in them somewhere yeah. um, if you go check out all three of them the other one I'll probably do next week um, but I wanted to feature these two because I, I really liked the sound of these two a lot um, I liked kind of the contrast of all three songs as well they're very different from each other um, and because because like you said with human it's it's but yeah I don't I don't know kind of yeah yeah, I, I mean, I don't know really much else to say for yeah. it. Then I think kind of have to check it out and listen to it. Yeah, I think it, it's 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 fine. <laughs> not to, uh, not to be negative, but it's fine. It's it's pleasant. Uh, mm-hmm. It has a it has a like a tone that I think is perfect for Korean radio, especially now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I think like the super I'm, I'm not in love with it but I, I but I like it it's it's a nice song and I think it's perfect for like establishing his solo career um and, you know kind of putting something super radio friendly <laughs> like like uh, perfect for like what the tone of sound that that Korea wants uh which is yeah I, I don't I can't hate on that I think uh, it, strategically it it works well for him yeah so the other song I'm featuring this week is uh, more of the rap side of Zico, and it's called Extreme, um, which you kind of clued me in has some has some deeper meaning. Um, <laughs> there, there's um, some issues, and we, we'll talk about it in a moment. But there's some issues with Zico in yeah. general right now. But uh, which probably some K-pop fans, if there's anybody listening, as soon as we said Zico, they're like they're getting the comment fingers ready. Probably already started their comments tonight without even listening to this far. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. Uh, but this one, I, I also I, I I like statement pieces. You know, I kind of always like to give people their their space to to say their thing. And when 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 you're in music, it's um you 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 have to kind of speak through your music. You know. Yeah, and like. It's it's a it's a very statement rap song, very pointed in a sense. Um, like the big thing about this, the big thing is like he's commentating on certain things, and specifically, uh, like he points out uh, the big controversy that comes out of that that he's been embroiled in. He points out he he says a line where he says like, "I I never seen no video like that." Uh, and which I reinterpreted it uh, as I've never watched any of those kind of videos, which is more of a reference to the videos on uh, his lo- uh, his longtime buddy, Jung, Jung Jun Young, who was at the controversy, uh, who was under the center of one of the centers of the big burning Mulka controversy, uh, which we haven't we haven't been touching with a 10 foot pole just because of how monumental that thing is but one of the big things is that he's he's been a longtime friend of jung jun young uh presumably up until recently <laughs> up until this controversy started but and he he has made comments to that phone and they've had conversations where they openly discuss him having a golden phone and and like saying things like oh his pokemon collection as if like and like him wanting to gleefully browse through his phone while he go over to his house and then later on he is saying things like oh he'll lie on my bed look at it saying today i'll start from the letter a and he has claimed and there's enough plausible deniability to to keep it so that he can't get you know pegged for anything legally speaking but he's claimed that the only thing he looked at was contacts she's like i don't know if anybody believes that <laughs> like so most people are right now are presuming fairly so that he was aware of the kind of videos and stuff that jung jun young was trading in and mm-hmm. because and since he was aware and did nothing that makes him complicit, <laughs> yeah, which is kind of a fair accusation. Obviously, it's you know, it's still 
still worth it's still it's still a tough thing um obviously i'm i'm not in a position to convict him but just those circumstances doesn't make you feel good (laughs) and like for him to kind of like even call it you know the fact that he kind of raised it up does bring the bull put the bullseye back on him and kind of reignites the controversy so yeah so it's a, it's, a, it's a tough thing and i definitely understand um the raw emotion that's being kind of thrown around uh out of this because like this is your boy and you were aware what does what does that make you <laughs> like yeah so um that being said uh i've got a couple of cool songs uh before we get into the a couple cool songs uh one of them uh to kind of just start off with is a really cool band i think we've talked about the lead singer on the show soyun before but we haven't talked about the band uh the band called sesonyan uh it is a really cool like indie band. Uh, they have a really cool sound. They came out with a new song called "Go Back," and the vibe is really dope. And the vibe, of the song is really cool. Like the composition of the song is really well done, and like the just a general vibe of the track is just really nice. Um, it's such a kind of like a cool, chill indie track. Uh, it it's pretty. You know, it has a nice hook to it. The video is visually interesting as well, um, which I really enjoyed, and, and like the, the their style is just really cool. Um, what what did you think, Kaz? I mean, it's a it's kind of a like a like kind of a slow chill track. Um, I don't know. I liked it. I I just uh, I'm trying to think how to put it like. It didn't really like super do it for me, but I kind of liked the feel of it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think like it, it's definitely a particular like mood and feel. Uh and it 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 works. And I think it's a really cool sound. And I'm looking forward to hopefully if this this is a new track, but hopefully they come out with like a new album, which would be cool because uh, just from like I, I've listened to So Yoon's album, which is dope, and I listened to their other track, and those were were had like really cool sound as well. So, so hopefully they'll come out with something like like a full release, which would be really cool. Um, but that is Sesonian. Go check it out. It's a, it's a they're yeah. a dope group, the dope track. Um, all right. So next up, I'm gonna get into my girl group bullshit uh <laughs> uh we have a new track from clc uh sh- the girls have been kind of like you know she's they've been kind of having a nice little like year or so with like back-to-back yeah. solid tracks having good comebacks and they've kind of almost like cube is actually paying attention to them uh and they've been getting getting, getting a nice like variety of sound and this is this is a song called devil and yeah, it came out a little while ago, but we've been we've been away for a little bit. Uh, in fact, I think it came out a month ago. <laughs> uh, but it's a really good track. So the the people pointed out that the track this song has a really nice mix of like their new sensibilities and their like older sensibilities, like more like their Pepe and like it style. Uh, but yeah. mixing those two in a really nice way, it's like a that i think works really well it's a, it's a fun catchy song uh it's it's cute but it's not cutesy it's it's like it, there has a it has an attitude to it um they've adopted the red velvet uh music video idea of let's just have the members try to murder each other which is really nice <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> classic music video idea. But you know what? Can't can't. It's not a bad. It's not a bad gimmick to 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 adopt. Uh, but yeah, overall, it's just a really solid song. I've, I've really been enjoying this this era from CLC, and I think they they've grown into a really cool group. Uh, wh- yeah. What did you think? They're not just the. They're not just a 
carbon copy of four minute anymore. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I kind of, I, I kind of agree. I like that they've found their own sound. Um, I did really enjoy this song. I, I, I thought it was fun. Uh, and like you said, the video kind of gave me Red Velvet vibes, which you know I'm still all about Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm all about Red Velvet. They're right up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is this is great. It's a lot of fun. It, it, it's fun to watch, and it, it, I'm looking forward to hopefully. So supposedly this is a digital single. Supposedly they've got an album, like a full album, in the works. I think for like next year, which is like mm-hmm. this is which is I'm looking forward to uh, for sure. So more stuff from CLC. I'm, I'm glad. Um, all right. This is now we get to my big track. <laughs> so Super M was a big track, but this is a big track for me. Honestly, like it, it came out. So it came out uh, a couple of weeks after the other track. So it came out a little while ago, and it just has been in my playlist constantly. Like mm-hmm. I've just been just jamming to the song constantly ever since it came out. Uh, Dreamcatcher. You know I love Dreamcatcher uh, is back with a special collaboration album uh, with the game King's Raid. So they came up with a with a, a, co- a collaboration album with King's Raid uh, and came up with like a, a title track for the game. Um, okay, because I was gonna be like, this sounds like an anime like not a theme but like a a a middle song in an anime yeah it's like (laughs) Like so much and which and that's the vibe most of these like mobile games are going for anyway so it's like yeah it works great for that uh dreamcatcher with this track called deja vu uh and i've just been enjoying it like it has it starts off Mm -hmm. really really nice build up then explodes into the chorus and then it comes back down and it goes back up with the build up and then it comes back down really nicely and it has just a nice like like feel and vibe to it it's it's so much fun to listen to uh it's really well made really well written it's it's like the they're it's performed really fantastically the the choreography if, if you've if anybody's been watching like the the live performances that they they've been really fantastic with the choreography um the the visual elements of the video is fantastic they they all look great i've i've just been in, just been in love with this song <laughs> like it's just fantastic like you said it's that it's that it's all the reasons why it makes a great like anime song <laughs> just because yeah. like like it's just f- fits a mood and a and a style so well. Uh, well what did you think no like i i it, it just kind of hit me because it like i was like what anime is this in like because uh it just reminded me so hard of like kind of a very anime ballady style song and i really just enjoyed it um and i think it's like you said it's really well done it's 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 themes and it's kind of build up and how it kind of flows is is really well put together so i give a lot of a lot of credit to their producers and and how they put this track together so yeah definitely a song worth checking out uh also definitely an album worth checking out uh i already have mine (laughs) i pre-ordered that shit uh and comes with a nice 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 picture is a nice booklet uh yeah, Dreamcatcher. Yeah. also we're taking out so the other really cool thing because this it was done in conjunction with the the game they actually did like an end like a moving illustration music video which is really dope to further along the like the anime theme feel uh it's literally mm-hmm. just moving comics it's not not an animation it's more like how, how have you ever like I think how they do a lot of like comic books in like their digital forms where they're like, it's the still mm-hmm. frame, but like one of the layers like moves with uh, almost like with the action. Um, yeah. So it's like, more it, camera it, movement than a lot of animation movement. There's like yeah. very little uh, frames and anim- actual animation. There's some, but it's, it's, very yeah, com- like you said it's it's kind of an animated comic book yeah and but i think it's really cool and and it it, it worked it's a really nice video <laughs> it's it's fun and they also randomly uh it's in the show notes but they also released a japanese version 
Just like, oh yeah, we're also there's also a Japanese version. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's out of nowhere. Like, like, there's no way. There's no way there cannot be. It has to be exactly. Uh, so, Dreamcatcher, more amazing stuff from Dreamcatcher. I love them. Uh, I'm looking forward to to more from them. So, but that brings us to the end of what's new. Uh, we now we get transition over to our headlines. So catch you on the flip side. Forgot to switch to the headline title. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the headline segment. Here on Juku, uh, where we talk about some topical topics in the world of East Asian pop culture, things that are going on, things that are happening, happening. Uh, all right, let's get down to it. Let's bring it back to Super M. So Super yeah. M has been doing a lot of things. I would say I'm going to... The Super M have been planning. SM have been planning a lot of things for Super M. Uh, they they had their release. They had a whole live stream where they performed their songs live at the cap at Capitol Records and all spoke in English and uh, the best that they could. Mark obviously being the, the actually really fantastic at it, uh, but everybody else you know doing a great job with their pre- prepared statements, but doing a great job. Uh, I will say that the, during the live stream, they had the weird moment where they, all right, now it's Joppin. And then they played the music video. <laughs> and people were in the chat and people were watching like, are, are we just, are we just going to watch the music video? Are we just going to watch the music video? Like, are they not going to perform it live? And then we did. Cause I, at first when they were playing the intro, I figured, Oh, this is a cool, like include the intro from the music video while you lead into the live performance and blah, 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 you know, nice. But the, the, they just played the music video and then they cut the, then they finished it and they had a little intro and then they cut to the stage and had a whole like dramatic intro. And then they performed the same song. <laughs> It's like here's dropping again. <laughs> it's like odd. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that being said, Super M announces North American concert tour. Uh, this is off of Soon P. Uh, with Super M's debut coming up this week, or having happened, uh, the new SM Entertainment Group has announced their first North American tour. The group will be kicking off their We Are the Future live tour on November 11th at Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth, Texas. And the first leg of their tour will include a stop at the famous Madison Square Garden in New York City. Uh, it includes Fort Worth, Dickey's Arena, Chicago, Illinois, Atlanta, Georgia, Arena, Infinite Energy Arena, Eagleback Arena in Washington, D.C., Madison Square Garden, VA House Arena at mm-hmm. San Diego, California, The Forum... SAP Center in San Jose, California. Showwear Center in Seattle, Washington. Pepsi Live at Rogers Arena, Vancouver, BC. They're doing an arena tour. They've released a mini. Yeah. This is this is definitely this is definitely a play, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it could be a very smart play, but it's definitely it's definitely interesting, and I I can definitely see the the skepticism that some might have looking at this, um, especially considering they they just ha- they have five songs, generously, and they're going on an arena tour. This is the Blackpink paradox. <laughs> <laughs> they're going on an arena tour with not enough music to play a full set yeah well so here's the thing though about the about doing that right is they could take tayman has some solo songs yeah um you have a couple of the boys from nct you could do a couple of nct songs um with them in in between the mix of the five songs um and i think don't don't kai doesn't kai, kai and Vicky have a song together i think we may have even talked about it but let me, let me let's let me search the notes let me yeah, search yeah 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 um so so if you think about it in that context there there's there are more songs they can perform 
Um, but as a group, yes, they only have five songs uh, for an arena tour. And and if you're listening to this now, tickets are already on sale. They went on sale uh, October 5th at 10 a.m. Um, the tickets do come with a so so if you purchase a ticket you you are gifted as part of that purchase um the mini album uh which came out on the 4th of october which is kind of standard nowadays uh where you know you get the album when you go to the concert tour it's what helps people chart on it's what helps people sell albums to chart uh (laughs) yeah so like Um, but like it, it's interesting. So like they're definitely not selling out Madison Square Garden, uh, at least not <laughs> not realistically. But I do, I do I it's I I did see a lot of uh, like different opinions online and talking about it and and like like not not just opinions but like uh, what was it? speculation. And I think one of the, and I wish I had the comment up here, but it, it was somewhere online. I think I read it where they were talking about, well, it's like, yeah, like they're obviously not going to fill Madison Square Garden, but they're probably going to try to mostly fill the lower bowl of Madison Square Garden and have a nice show at all these arenas, maybe just at the lower bowl, not sell all the seats. And then mm-hmm. media play that they that they debuted with an arena tour, it's like, yeah. Again, it it's the just already act like you should know that they're already a big deal, and play just do all the media play that you gotta sell the big time. Like it's like the in wrestling terms, it's it's uh it's like back in the day when Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase would always have to travel first class. And and like in big limos because he had to sell the gimmick <laughs> that he was already that he was the million dollar man. You have to like convince people, you know, live the gimmick. They have to live the fact that they're already big a big deal. Uh, so I get that, but it, it, it's 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 I don't know. It, there there's a part of me that that understands. There's this, there's some skepticism with their ambition mm-hmm. when i what i kind of wanted was a fun like super group to put out some cool songs and then do some radio play in the u.s yeah uh, well, and I, I i think that will come um i think i think the ambition for them is is in the sense that we talked about with the video right we 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 kind of i i think as a collective expected kind of an intro track um but we got we got an arena track right which which also shows ambition um but i think it's on the sense that that sm is trying to play two steps ahead yeah they're giving us a group with members that we already know right and and it is we already know yeah but it, it it is meant to feed into what their name is, right? It's Super M. It is the super group of SM. Um, it is the it is the talented of the talented from from SM. But I think it's kind of this thing where we've seen this formula and it just kind of doesn't work because it tends to put a bad taste in most people's mouth on on what it is that you want and it's like yes for those of us that 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 understand the kayfabe you know what i mean yeah. like <laughs> we we know we know what it is and we're still gonna find our enjoyment in it and we know what you're trying to do and it it it's cool um because like you said when when you making the wrestling wrestling analogy when when the persona is already personified but you have to then sell the audience you kind of tend to do things like this, right? You you are creating a group that's supposed to be bigger than life. So you can't start slow. You you have to make them already seem bigger than life. So I, I understand it from that perspective, but then at the same time, I I maybe trust SM a little more than I did YGE with how they did this how they went about this the same way with Blackpink. Because yeah. I think SM is going to continue 
to push forward with the kayfabe as though we know with YGE they're going to push the kayfabe and then they're going to forget their own script. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, I, I, I feel like I feel like SM understands the steps that they're trying to take. And I yeah. do believe they can play two steps ahead. Yeah. I think it's it, the, the concern and the concern I always had, even, and I didn't voice it in the when we had our talks, but it, it, mostly because I wanted, I I was mostly mostly optimistic. But the concern is they keep saying Adventure, Avengers of K-pop. They keep saying Avengers of K-pop, when the reality is mm-hmm. BTS are the Avengers of K-pop. The, the The concern is that they're trying to be Avengers of K-pop, which makes them the Justice League, <laughs> which. In, and as much as we, the two of us, like DC, the the, the movies <laughs> have not been on par with their yeah. ambition of wanting to replicate the MCU. Right. Like even even when say but because you're, you're... they're trying to get they're trying to get to point E. When they haven't gone from point A to point B to point C, they believe they've gone from point A to point B to point C because they're using these members from groups that have existed before, but they don't realize that they've put them into a whole new path and they still, from that new path, have to start from the beginning. <laughs> like, But mm-hmm. it, 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 it's a concern. And, and I only voice the concern yeah. because I want these guys these artists these performers to succeed like and yeah and my concern is okay are you putting them on the path to succeed because i want them all to succeed because i i've not i'm not necessarily been won over by nct but i would also still want them to all to succeed i love exo i love shiny uh and like i want to them to do well and are you doing what you need to do to put them on the path to do really well? And that's my concern. Are you or are you putting them on a path that maybe stilts their success? That's my big my big concern. I don't know. What what did you think? What do you think? No, I mean I, I, I kind of agree with that assessment, but I think I think as long as they try to stay just two steps ahead, you know what I mean? Like like Yeah. Like, you you can skip a step or two, but don't make it more than two in that sense. Whereas, whereas your comparison with DC is they're they're trying to they're trying to skip way too many steps ahead. Yeah. yeah. Whereas they should have they should have stuck to the formula of only being two steps ahead. You know what I mean? Like, like slow, kind of pace your shit in in a better, more manageable sense. Don't play catch up. You know what I mean? Like, like, don't don't live in the factor that you feel like you're you're behind. Just do what you need to do, but do it at a at a quicker pace. Um, and this is this is close to teetering that line where where you're you're going for a thing, right? You're going for a group that can sell arenas. So you 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 try to live in that cave fave. But don't go so far ahead that you think you deserve to sell arenas. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, I, and and that's where I think like the idea, of, like somebody pointing out that, like, like I said, that somebody pointed out that they could probably just be selling. Okay, they're at the arena, but they're selling like the less, like they're they're they kind of play that arena. Maybe sell, not try to sell the entire arena, just sell the lower bowls things like that just manage expectations but but using that just to simply media play that they sell arenas so i i can i can definitely see that i i i hope for the best uh mm-hmm. hope for the best all right let's on. talk about something stupid yes <laughs> <laughs> speaking of sm some stupid sm is entertainment is now planning their own cryptocurrency just what everybody yeah. wanted. This is a month ago. This is kind of a month old headline, but I just I had to talk about it because it's, it's yeah, silly. Because it's silly. Uh, yeah. SME has refused to meet the demands of their shareholders. This is an ongoing thing of uh, also it comes out to that, that 
they you know there's a company that Isuman has uh that they've been funneling money to most likely it's all involving embezzling money and shit like that uh so there's been a, a fight with the shareholders uh but don't worry they have a plan and that plan is apparently starting their own cryptocurrency uh sm entertainment one of korea's top tier top three pop talent top three pop talent agencies is planning to build its own blockchain network with a native cryptocurrency as it battles a shareholder revolt and a failing stock and a falling stock price uh jusang sheik uh, director of the company's technology arm, CTAI Labs, uh, made the announcement at the Upbit Developer Conference uh, in Incheon on September 4th. God, no. Uh, all these things. According to a report from local media outlet IT Chosun, uh, Ju said the company is ad- aiming to develop a blockchain network that would allow fans to be more engaged with the entertainment ecosystem by investing in artists' work through cr- cryptocurrencies. Uh, the director provided few specific few specifics about the technology, but said the firm aims to make use of the concepts of both public and private co- blockchains, and is currently talking to potential partners to build the network. The entertainment business, as it stands, utilizes inefficient settlement and payment systems, issues that blockchain could help address. <sighs> I, as a person who has muted the word blockchain on Twitter. <laughs> have no thoughts on this uh i don't know this is tilly it's like who asked for this really uh um, it, it's one of those things where like anybody who thinks they're any company or any person who thinks they're in the realm of techno technologically advanced <laughs> um wants to kind of play in this realm in some way or another um, they think it will mean more profits. They think it'll mean bigger margins and all these things. Um, it, it, it's the new hot button topic, and and people think it's it's going to be the the fix all to to any problem that people have. Um, and it's just it's not. It's like the it's like the, they think they they want to want it to be the technological robotism it's like, mm-hmm. like yeah you got some you got some money flow problems post some post some blockchain on it <laughs> post some blockchain on it just rub some blockchain on it um i think that's all there is to say yeah so, so you want to move on to drama <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the drama uh, so the the big thing that's been happening that I haven't really been looking at too much that I've kind of been staying away from has been the general controversies uh, surrounding uh, Produce 101, PDX 101, uh, and kind of encompassing other shows like Idol School, uh, where there's been controversies about particularly PDX 101 over vote rigging, uh, over vote, like smudging, fudging the accounts and things like that. Uh, there's been readily available evidence of it, uh, which is more points to Mnet getting sloppy. Uh, I've been mostly staying away from it mainly because of my stance of, of it's a reality show. Of course, it's it's rigged. Like <laughs> it's a work. Um, but it's been getting kind of momentum because you know the fandoms are 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 perturbed they're yeah. they're upset uh so they're 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 in full force because it's unfair um me of course uh, and as much as they're, they're, so my mentality with that part of the the controversy has been obviously that everything is work obviously it's all work you know as long as it's part as long as it's entertaining people are gonna you know work things the way so that especially with your when you're picking a group you have your people that you probably already had in mind and that helps that also usually if you have say people already signed the contracts or agreements already set up pre you know predetermined that way you can you can have those things set up with time so that you can build the narrative of the show around the desire around the outcome so that it all flows well and then the logistics afterward makes sense 
So all of that didn't bother me. Bothered a lot of people, but didn't bother me. But then it started to get into seriousness of the police finding evidence of these things. And there's going to be, there's been raids at entertainment agencies, uh, which has gotten serious. And then that has followed up with yeah. f- uh, former contestants kind of speaking out about their treatment at the shows, which is now it, as we get into this stuff is where I start to, okay, this is where I'm going to engage because now we're getting into, okay, yes, there's favoritism, but also let's talk about your treatment of people that you have on your TV show. Um, so I'll start with this one. PDX 101 and idol school contestants are, and companies speak out about professional, professional preferential treatment. Uh, as reports emerged that police had found evidence of rigging and produce X 101 and idol school was under investigation uh, along with basically the rest of Mnet's survival shows. Contestants for these two shows spoke up about how even aside from any voting controversy, things were unfair, uh, behind the scenes as well. Uh, NBC News interviewed a contestant who talked about the unequal airtime, which is kind of an open secret, and also the same contest so that some contestants get to know missions in advance, which is seemingly not an open secret. Uh, so they, this is the quote: A trainee who appeared on P- uh, Produce X One One was interviewed anonymously. He described how, the, from the start, only some particular trainees were filmed and shown on air. Yeah, and also some trainees knew a mission song in advance and practiced for it. He stated that some of the contestants already knew a mission song because one of the trainees had shared the information. Quote, we asked him about it, and he said that his dance teacher had told him. End quote, said the trainee. Additionally, they talked about to an agency head that said people discussed how things seemed predetermined. Uh, the head of an agency, entertainment agency also said that it was an open practice for the production team to have already chosen who they liked. No uh, brand uh, known as among viewers as PD pick. Uh, he said, quote, I heard people say things like, it seems like a few agency already knew the list and it seems people were already aware of it. Furthermore, the contracts were revealed basically showing that the show gets a, everything. The contestants don't get much. Uh, in its October 4th report, NBC stated that when a song was released, 1 million won is given to the agency. 1, 1 million won, about $837, like a grand or so, uh, is given to the agency of the contestants, where the contestant only get tens of thousands of won, about tens of dollars from that amount. Uh, in the cases where the songs do really well, CJ E&M receives the additional profits rather than sharing with the agency. NBC reports that according to the contracts between CJ E&M, the Produce X 101 contestants and their agencies, 100,000 won was given for each episode the contestant appeared in. That's about mm-hmm. 80 bucks for an episode of work. Uh, some contestant companies apparently didn't like the contracts to the extent, extent that they would just ask to be eliminated. NBC reports, quote, some entertainment sources have said that it was, there were many parts to it that were unfair. Some agency would ask instead to, for elimination at the last minute. Um, and there's some nice back and forth where, uh, you know, a nice little straw man argument. Uh, IATFB here over Nation Junkie points out that aside from the fact that less than 100 episodes for a show will result in a group that will result in a group that is eventually going to be making them millions upon millions is almost insulting. This line of thinking of saying like, well, it's not a charity, you know, they're going to benefit from their from being on their own show. Uh, the the line of thinking will only hold up, assuming that things are fair. Then you could argue they're taking a risk for their shot at fame and multi-millions. But if it's not fair, and then they are just paying, paid fodder to build hype for the show's ideal group. Then they are just paid fodder to build hype for the show's ideal group and should be compensated as such. If they're there to be jobbers, that means they're doing a job, then they should be paid. <laughs> like if, if they're there yeah. to be contestants, you could say that, okay, it's a risk-reward thing. They could be huge stars. You know, even, I mean, even in that situation, I still think the pay is still bad. It's still silly, and it's still insulting. But even if you could say like it was fair, it's, like, they, they, it's a risk-reward thing. But like if you're going to set them up to be jobbers... I mean, in wrestling, we're we're bringing back wrestling terminology, people. 
A jobber is the person that exists to be the loser, you know, to, to enhancement, to be enhancement talent for other people. They are there to do the job. That means they're there to lose to another wrestler to make them look better. Um, jobbers get paid (laughs) at least in the WWE, at least in the multi-million corporations, you know, like, you know, you're in, especially enhancement talent. You get, you get to show up, get to be there and you get a nice paycheck. Uh, and, you know, it, it only seems fair like on that regard. So, but for them to not even get that compensation is silly. Um, there's other stuff as far as for, uh, for idol school where they, they go into the, the manipulation, manipulation of that as well. Uh, here talking to a specific person that is already speaking out about those issues, uh, Ehain, and you know, how there was also controversy with idol school, how many, I think almost all of the final members of, from, uh, the, the group promise nine were already signed to, to CJ and M like, by which is uh, by the time the show started which is um something that's very familiar is with like the issues of like i'm pretty rap star in the past which is yeah you know, which is interesting um yeah the, 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 i mean it's, the, it's kind of like one of those things where um like you said right we're we're used to this in america and and maybe we're missing something in a, in a cultural sense um like because because it's like i I don't i don't know what it is that that i'm i'm missing here you know what i mean like i i i'm like kind of confused as to what it is that i'm I'm missing as far as like how these things go and and what it is i might be like misunderstanding yeah i think uh a big part of that, big part of the uproar is, I think a little bit, a little bit, uh, people and fans getting themselves too worked up over something that should just, you know, they should just, they they should just like understand that and accept that it, it's 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 worked, <laughs> like that's how <laughs> reality TV works. But I think the main controversy that I think is worth looking into is okay, but how are you treating these contestants? <laughs> like, like the the treatment is like the big thing for for me. Where where I'm like, okay, this is the issue right here. Like, uh, especially when you talk about the uh, where they go into the idol school uh, issues where they. They didn't. They didn't really give them enough money to buy much of anything other than like bare essentials every month or so. Uh, they had them continue to wear those fucking like uh, those shorts and t-shirt schoolgirl uniforms. Uh, there was like summer weather clothes, but well into like the winter time because the show like lasted like six months. Um, they they. Yeah, you know, like it, how it really felt like a very much like a like a prison rather than a school, uh, and they had to like beg for scraps whenever they were allowed to go to to regular school, like <laughs> uh, <laughs> like they had to beg for food and stuff like that. Um, that's where I'm like, okay, this is where you're gonna where I want some action uh, to to be taken because this is the this is the important stuff like you. You bring in on talent. You're bringing in on uh, talent to for your show that is going to ultimately make you a lot of money. There, you need that talent. You, you, even if they're enhancement talent, uh, mm-hmm. you still gotta treat them like humans <laughs> at least. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it—it's it, it, this weird thing where, like, like we we've talked about the 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 the, the use of of people in K-pop, right? And it, and it and how they they use people, kind of chew them up and kind of throw them out. Um, I don't. It's, it's like it's hard, right? Because it's I don't know, and like 
I don't know, man. It, it's just hard to like to fathom yeah. what, what to to yeah. do with it and what to do with that information. And sometimes it's hard to fathom like how you should feel about it. Like yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I'm so conf- like conflicted about a lot of things when it comes to yeah. this stuff. Yeah, well, this stuff. I think uh, the one thing. I mean, we could take solace in, but the one thing we can at least say to ourselves is, uh, it's not a, it's not a, just a K-pop thing. Like, it's the entire pop music industry. Uh, mm-hmm. So for all, I mean, it's a lot playing, of industries until they get caught. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of industries until they get caught. Until well, until people unionize. Uh, really. Uh, it's a lot of industries like like i've the whole you know the, the fact that they chew them up spit them out they chew up the young talent spit them out the entire pop music industry the entire media industry does that they chew up young talent and spits it out like uh and i've i've been formulating my my thesis on that uh in that i think the the only difference with the western like even just comparing the pop music industry, there's just zeroing on those. The Western pop music industry and the East Asian pop music industry, uh, they both take young talent and chew them up and spit them out in various ways. Uh, you know, your everything we talk about K-pop and in the, in the West, we talk about your like Miley Cyruses and your uh, Demi Lovatos and your uh, and your like Aaliyahs. Uh, at the extreme situations like you know they, they 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 use them and once they're done with them they let them go or you know or worse um not to intimate certain things uh, maybe not to uh, not that not that i'm intimating that r kelly had Aaliyah assassinated to cover up his crimes earlier than than we could cover uh, cover them but you know um uh, but I think the main difference I've been formulating is that the the only difference is that where the East likes to like stamp people down and make people less than and like you know it's like the collectivists you need to earn our love and respect otherwise we're just gonna like neg you and like uh especially if you've seen like that that clip of that random staff member giving on nondescript negative feedback to bts after their concert saying uh you didn't try hard enough i'm like bitch like they're bts they've they've tried their artists um you like it's the whole negging pushing down the west they gas them up (laughs) they put them on a pedestal uh, that they can only fall down from and then until they're done and then they just discard them it's it's just mm-hmm. it's two means to the same end it's still ex- milking whatever taking a young talent and milking whatever money you can from them uh based on on your treatment on them uh it's just a different means to an end based on different cultures but ultimately it's it's just the 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 pro- the, the the end result and the overall feeling is the same so it's like I don't know. At least that's what I've been formulating in my head. Yeah, I don't like I have nothing <laughs> from there. <laughs> yeah. Uh moving on. Speaking of uh reality shows that are gonna screw contestants over. Uh YG Entertainment's My Major is Hip Hop now uh, show searches for new talents to screw over. Uh this is an Asian Junkie article. YG Entertainment have reportedly wrapped filming on a hip hop reality show called My Major is Hip Hop finding talent at universities but they don't have a way to broadcast it yet so there's been a delay <laughs> a report by the outlet on october 2nd states that yg's new hip-hop program my J- major is hip-hop a literal title has wrapped on filming however it's reported that the show has been postponed for the time being after discussions about scheduling with the broadcasting company the show's broadcast date is therefore undecided uh sports donga states quote according to sources it's been, it's seen that considerable factors in the decision to postpone scheduling are the public criticism evoked by some artists from yg entertainment recently as well as owner risk uh, risk or loss for a company based on the actions of its owner uh quote my major is hip-hop is a show that aims to discover you know, talented rappers through checking out hip-hop clubs at famous universities it's directed by isang yoon who was yeah. at the helm of the fourth season fourth season of show me the money and was chief producer of pd uh, produce 101 uh people are always desperately desperately enough to 
people are always desperate enough to try something for something like this, even for a brand going to turmoil like YG. However, as a mirror observer, uh, somebody trying to make ends meet, I can wonder a lot how anybody can have any confidence in YG after Mix 9, Treasure Box, and to extent, even K pop star. Uh, that's how you mentioned their own artists. Uh, yeah, so they have this show, My Major is Hip Hop. And they can't get anybody to agree to show it on their television channel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, I don't know. This is not really, I don't want to say it's not newsworthy, but it's not like surprising. Yeah. In any way with, with the drama that they're going through, obviously people are going to be wary of, of any projects that come out of YGE. Like I, 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 yeah. I don't want to say it's unnecessarily written. I understand why this article exists. I understand why people are talking about it, but at the same time, it's unnecessarily written, and I don't understand why people are talking about <laughs> it because it's, it's an obvious thing, right? YGE is a is a risk assessment, right? Anybody who looks at that is not just going to look at it from a monetary standpoint. They're going to look at it and then ask their lawyers, what is the, what is the ROI of this? You know what I mean? Like what is our return on investment? What, what are we, what do, what is, you know, not even just our ROI, what is our, our, our culpability in doing a project with YGE, right? You, you, you take it from anyone else's standpoint and, and you have to do risk assessment at the current level of dealing with YGE and, and any of the drama that they're in or any of the drama that is going to come out from them. So it's just one of those things that yes, people are going to be wary of them. Like, yes, this is a project that is probably doomed to fail due to their recent transgressions. Like, yeah, it's just one of those things. This is one of those things. It's just fascinating. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I don't like, have and, and, and they have to keep making projects because they have to try to like save face in in some way, shape or form. But they have definitely lost a step. So it's just it's it's I don't know. It's 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 an affront of what they really should be doing is sitting on their hands for a while. But they they also can't afford to do that. Yeah. So it's hard. So it'll be fascinating. Um, uh, but I mean, good luck to, to all the people involved. Uh, let's see, uh, moving on. I, w- I wanted to throw in something, just a nice little fun little, I didn't want to end on like just dunking on YG as much as fun as that is. Um, I wanted to end on a little fun part because I wanted to further, this is, this is a further, uh, a- like entry into our planning our Japan trip. Uh, where Harajuku goes to Japan, Harajuku goes to Harajuku, uh, in full effect. Uh, so this is uh, something that caught my eye because it's the top article on on Sora News. Uh, but I thought it was cool. All you can drink deal lets you chug down unlimited alcohol at 138 Japan Japan locations for a month. At just thirty seven dollars, you can easily get your money back with just ten drinks. Sitting down at restaurants yeah. and socializing at pubs used to be a lot of fun in Japan, but the recent consumption tax hike has people willfully examining their wallets, wondering if entertainment is really worth the price. But worry no more. Japanese food and drink website Favi is offering a fantastic deal right now to counter the sales tax hike, allowing local pub goers endless access to over 50 alcoholic beverages like beer, highball, lemon sour, and various cocktails for the low price of 4,000 yen a month. Uh, the exclusive voucher is eligible at Hokkaido, Amataro, Nijumaro, Maru, uh, Sangendo, Irohani, Hoheto, and Isa, Isa Izakaya bars, which means unlimited drinking at 138 stores across Japan. Great of you for going to Yeah, so this is, um, this is kind of one of those things. It's, it's, it's like a, a, a Groupon deal that you can't turn down. Um, <laughs> And and anybody who, who has ever been anywhere, this is one of the great challenges in life uh, for anybody who, who's a drinker. 
is yeah. you, you always have bars and pubs that kind of have this earn your money back challenge in a sense that is always <laughs> dumb, right? It's always yes. like, hey, uh, yes. Yes, you can panda. get endless <laughs> you can get endless mimosas for 20 bucks <laughs> and it's like yes cool. panda uh, <laughs> how do i make my money back yeah this, this is a thing uh for those who are not familiar with with kind of our extended uh dkg family that that me panda and and curly and jury have done just uh, yeah. a few times <laughs> yes, just robbing them where we back. we peruse the we peruse the offer given to us yes we do the math and then we proceed to <laughs> to just drink and, yes. and try to earn our money back earn your money back get your return on investment you know how, how long how many drinks till i break even that's I, I enjoy watching you play that game while i just have my reasonable drink uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking for. Uh, I well, so we'll, we'll have to. We'd have to see if, if it's still available or if they renew because this uh, promotion only lasts until December fifth, uh, with November fifth mm-hmm. marking the final day of purchase. That's not to say that it, they may bring it back next year. Yeah, yeah, it probably depends on on its its. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for on its uh return, like ROI like if yeah. it, if it's a big return on investment for them and it and it does really well um, yeah, because the thing is vibe, for yeah. this yeah the thing is for this is it's definitely balling your favor kind of thing um where where kind of almost no matter what you're you're up in in a sense yeah. um so for them it is a sense of and that's the end of the episode. Unfortunately, my computer fucked up. And it costs me the end of the audio and all of the video for this episode. Uh, instead of losing what is otherwise a really good episode of Halijuku, uh, I decided to put it out this way. Plus, I did realize it until days later. Um, my apologies. Uh... Be sure to check us out on the social medias. King uh, Kaz as, is at King Kaz. Uh, be sure to check him out on there. Uh, check out DKG Welp on uh, DKGTV.com. Uh, sports Odds and Ends at Sports Odds and Ends.com. Uh, be sure to check out their respective Patreons. Uh, you can look at Sports Odds and Ends on Patreon and. Uh, Drunk Kids Gaming and DKG Welp on uh, on Patreon. I'll actually try to link them in the show notes as well. Um, you can find me at PD Rave. Uh, you can find the show at Halyujuku. Halyujuku.com, Kpoppodcast.com, Rebelli.net, or Rebelli.tv. Uh, as well, I've kind of took both of those, but yeah, Rebelli Dynamics is another other shows, including Record Breakers, uh, Rebelli TV on YouTube, uh, and elsewhere. You can find us everywhere you find podcasts Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the like. Give us a like, share, subscribe, do all the things. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>